Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Bible study tonight. Welcome to BCMI, Victory Christian Ministries International. We are a church where the love of God and the power of God are made available to you. Right now, we're in the middle of a fast. We're excited about what God has said to us about this year, 2023, what God is saying to us right now in the middle of the fast. And also, we're ready for the word tonight. Before we get into the word tonight, I want to welcome you to an environment where, watch this, the love of God, the power of God can hit you at any time. Anytime where you can see the word, hear the word, and understand the word of God, you can be changed by that very same word. So we are one church in many locations. We want you to tell us where you're watching from. If you're new to BCMI, put it in the chat. Tell us who you are. Tell us where you're from. We want to connect with you, and we want you to connect with us. We always start everything that we do reminding ourselves of why we're here. God gave a vision to our apostles over 30 years ago, and we are walking out that vision. They cast the vision, and the Bible says that when you have somebody that gets a vision from the Lord and they cast it, then others that are part of the vision can run with it once they read it and get it and understand it, and once the vision gets down inside of them. So we are running with it at BCMI. The vision of BCMI is my vision. It is our vision. Collectively, all of the members of Victory Christian Ministries International around the world, we are running with the vision that the Lord has given this church. We, and so tonight, let's start with the vision. I'm going to declare it, and then the words are going to go up on the screen. And as they go up on the screen, I want you to just declare it with me in unison. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us, for he has anointed us to preach the gospel and to raise up a body of believers to be the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, a church without walls. Our goals are to teach the word of God so that at any time you can see the word, hear the word, and understand the word of God, you can be converted into that word that you see, hear, and understand. And once we are converted, we can now strengthen our brethren and as witnesses declare with boldness, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. I like to say that uh, uh, as a warning, right? If you don't want to be like Jesus, don't hang around us. If you hang around us long enough, the vision is going to get down inside of you. And one day you're going to walk over to the mirror and say, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So listen, we've been uh, in the middle of a fast. We've been fasting from January 2nd. We're going to fast to January 23rd. We're fasting from no meats and no sweets. We are seeking the face of God in this fast. We are hearing what God is saying. We already know what the Lord has said for our church, that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. But we also want to hear what God is saying to us individually uh, and also specifically, you know, for our families so that we can pastor our homes as our apostles pastor all of our campuses. So we're ready to hear what God is saying tonight. Uh, last week, we looked at being refreshed through prayer in this season of fasting and praying. We got to be refreshed through prayer. And tonight, I'm going to talk about being restored through prayer because this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So we looked at being refreshed in prayer tonight, being restored in prayer. This is coming really from Psalms 126 and verse four. I'm going to read it to you from the Passion Translation. This is a, a scripture that you're going to hear from us probably all year long. And we're going to drive. I want you to meditate and meditate on this. Get this down in your heart. This is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, I love it. I love it. Do it again. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, do it again. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. The Bible says, may streams of your refreshing, Lord, flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. In this season, God is restoring us. He is refreshing us. Every dry place in your life is going to be drenched 
Again, God is restoring us to a former glory. God is taking us to another level. God is increasing us. This is a season of promotion, advancement, acceleration, increase in every area of our lives. A word that we got from God last year that is not just a word that was for one year, but it's for this whole season. It's Proverbs 4 and 12. The Bible says that your progress will have no limits. As we walk alongside God, our progress is going to have no limits. Say no limits. So I have uh, put that in the chat as well. Say my progress will have no limits. Say, say I'm being restored. Say I'm being refreshed even now. So what does it mean to be restored? Last week we dealt with being refreshed. Tonight we're going to deal with being restored. Let's talk about it. Bible restoration often refers to this idea of being or returning to a previous state, a state of being, or returning to the way that things were intended to be. Like, like, so first of all, there's a, there's this idea of, hey, there was a previous state and, and some way, somehow I lost something along the way and God is going to restore me to that form of glory. God is going to restore me to that previous state. That's one thing that we can experience in restoration. We'll talk about that tonight. Also, there there's this idea of returning to the way that things were intended to be, meaning that the Bible says all we like sheep go astray. How do sheep go astray? Well, little by little, right? So little by little, they get off course. And, and oftentimes we as believers, while we're walking with God, if we're not careful, we can go astray. Little by little, we can get off course and the Holy Spirit will come and give us a course correction, say course correction. And so we need to get back on the path. This is a prayer that we pray at VCMI all the time. Uh, you'll hear our, our apostles declare it all the time. May your feet be bound to the path that God established for you from the foundations of the world. We pray that over you. We pray that over your children. We pray that over your children's children. May you be, may they, watch this, may there, may, may there be a human alignment with your divine assignment. God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And so powerful things happen when we make a human alignment with our divine assignment. And so what we want to do is just be on the course, on the path to our destiny. And so if we ever get off course, then God comes to restore us. The Holy Spirit will give us a course correction so that we can get back on course. And that happens through the vehicle of prayer. So it can connote that you are getting something back that you lost, like you lost something. In this season, watch this, 2023, anything that the devil stole from you, anything that you lost, we're declaring that you're going to get it back. This is a season of restor restoration and restitution for you. You're going to get it back. Say, so I'm going to get it back. And if you went astray, this is a season to get back on course. So in this season, we're going to see ourselves, if we're, if we're drifting to the left or to the right, to any degree, we're going to get back on course. We're also going to see wayward children come home. We're also going to see people come back to our church. Wow, this is a season of refreshing and restoring. We're going to see people that left come back. All of that is happening in this season for us. Say amen to that. Restoration for us, for the body of Christ, can include physical restoration. Like uh, in the Bible, they had to rebuild the temple, that kind of thing. So there's some things that maybe you physically lost that you need to get back, and it can include spiritual restoration, meaning that, that so, so I'm going to talk tonight about restoration externally, like if something happened on the outside, and then it, while you're praying, God will help you to get to a position where it can be restored, and you're going to get back anything that was stolen and get back anything that happened externally. But also, there's a restoration that happens on the inside. 
And so there's some things that happen on the inside that, that we'll talk about tonight that you can be restored through the vehicle of prayer. You go into your prayer closet one way and you come out another way. You go to church one way and while you were there, you were praying in worship and all of that. And when you come out, you come out a different way on the inside. Say amen to that. We're going to talk about restoration tonight. We're going to see both aspects physically, uh, spiritually, externally, and internally. So as I was praying about what to share with you in this Bible study, um, so many things, like the Holy Spirit was like, Ooh, I was, I was like, God, I have so many things I can talk about, but I need to contain myself. So what do you want to talk about? So here's one that made the cut of all the things that I was praying over. Here's one, two things made the cut tonight. And then uh, as far as examples, I'm going to talk about an example with David and an example with King Jehoshaphat. And then we're going to talk about some internal things and we'll, we'll wrap it up. So let's talk about David first, King David. So this is found, what I'm about to cover, we can't cover it all like tonight, but what I'm about to cover is found in 1 Samuel chapters 29 and verse 30. Now, chapters 29 and 30, I'm going to try to cover all of that real quick for you. So David, if you know the story, was on the run. You, and so you know that David was a shepherd boy. He was the eighth son of his father, Jesse. You know the story. The prophet came to the house. He came and said, the Lord sent me here to anoint one of, the, one of your sons to be the next king of Israel. They lined up seven boys. The eighth son was not there. Uh, the, the oil that was ready. Uh, the, at first, the prophet was like, oh man, surely this is the Lord's anointed. God said no. And then the next one, no. And then the next one, no. They had to go get David out of the fields. He was anointed that day. That Bible says that day he was anointed to be the next king of Israel. But then after that day, he had to go back to his normal life. And so he went back. You know the story. He went through all of that. Uh, later, he gets in front of the giant he kills the giant with a slingshot and a stone. Immediately, he goes from obscurity to national publicity, notoriety. He becomes a national hero. People are singing his name. Saul has killed his thousands. David is tens of thousands. So he moves into the palace with King Saul. He marries the king's daughter. He befriends the king's son. The king turned on him. King Saul tried to kill him. He had to go on the run, and now he's on the run. He's anointed to be the next king of Israel, but he's on the run. He's living in exile. He got to a low place. I, I wanted to deal with this, but the Lord was like, no, no, you don't have time for that. But he got to a low place. He was in the cave of Adullam where the Lord restored him and refreshed him in prayer too, by the way. And anyway, so he gets out. He starts to lead a ragtag group of men. They're called David's mighty men. And in this season, he had an opportunity to kill King Saul a couple of times and he wouldn't touch the Lord's anointed. He was a man of integrity. And then, then later, he finally, he was like, he got tired of running and he connected with the enemy. He started living in the enemy's camp. And that brings me to where we are in the story. So now he's living with the enemy. He's 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 yoked up with the wrong team. He, he's not supposed to be on that side. And he made it seem like, hey, I'm good with fighting against Israel. He had never shed Israelite blood, but he's over there in the enemy's camp. And, and, and now the enemy is, is, is getting together so that they could fight King Saul and the Israelites. And David and his mighty men are with the enemy in the enemy's camp. They're out of position. They need to be restored. And things happen when you're out of position. And so they're out there. And so they start walking with the enemy and they march for three days. It's a three-day journey to get to where they are, to where they're now ready to fight. And while they're there, while they're mustering, when they finally get there, after marching for three days, uh, David and his men were ready to go. They were with King uh, Akish of Gath. But the Philistine commanders around there was like, what? wait a minute. They went to King Achish and they was like, wait a minute, what What are the Hebrew boys doing here? 
And it was like, oh, King, King Achish said, well, this is David, the servant of King Saul of Israel. He's been with me for years. And I found out, I mean, he's been with us. I've never found a single fault in him from the day that he got here to, the, to this day. He's ready to fight with us. I mean, he's here with us. But the Philistine commander was like, no, 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 send him away. You, you can't, no, there's no way. We're not going to fight. I mean, what if what if he's like a Trojan horse? What if they're here and as soon as we start fighting, he turns on us and starts killing us because he was actually sent here by King Saul. And, and you, you know the story. You heard the songs. Saul has killed his thousands and David's tens of thousands. And No, no, we ain't doing all that. So David was stuck between a rock and a hard place. He was already like, you know, in exile and on the run from King Saul. And now he's over here with this camp. And while he was good with, with Gath, he wasn't good with the other nations. And the other nations were like, no, he can't fight with us. And so they, they, it was like, no, no. Akish tried to make the case. It was like, no, he's a worthy ally and all of this. And the other guys were not having it. They said, you got to send this guy home. And so David was like, what? He says, listen, I need, so he came to David and it was like, look, you've never done anything wrong to me. I trust you. These people don't trust you, though. You need to go home. And David should have been happy. David should have seen this as an out. Lord, thank you. Thank you for delivering me from this. I don't have to shed Israelite blood. Thank you, Jesus. I got out of it. David should have just been happy, but David was upset. No, we don't work. We're invested here. We've been with you for years. We fought, we trained alongside of you. Now it's time to fight. And we marched for three days. We Come on now. Now you're going to do us like that? He was like, yes, I'm sorry, man. You can't fight. You have to go. And so they go and they go home. It should have been, David should have been happy. He was not. I'm, I'm going to point out something about that here in a minute. When you're out of position, here's the point. Sometimes you don't even know what to think or, or how to think. David found himself out of position. Things were going on in his life that probably shouldn't have been going on. Achish was like, look, man, you just go. He was giving him out and David fought against it. And so let me give you some quick takeaways here. What happens when you're out of position? And in this season of restoration, while we're praying, while we're fasting, while we're seeking God, God is going to show you the areas of your life where you may be out of position where you need a course correction. First thing is when you're out of position, you don't even know what to think. You don't know how to think. David, instead of being happy, he wasn't thinking clearly. What I'm saying is, is this, in this season of restoration and refreshing for us, while we're praying, while we're fasting, while we're seeking God, while we're coming to VCMI Sunday after Sunday and Bible study night after Bible study night, we need to be hearing from God to where we can think clearly. I know that 2022 was a, a challenging year for many, and I mentioned all the way from the pandemic to now, some people have been facing some challenges, and maybe the challenges, and, and you made some decisions that got you out of position. If you've been out of position, you can't think clearly when you're not aligned with God. This is a season for us to be restored. In this season, you will get back in alignment. Say amen to that. Put that in the chat. Say, I am getting back in alignment. The second thing, when you're out of place, you don't fit in. You know why you don't fit in? Because you don't belong there. So David should have never connected with the Philistines in the first place, uh, but he tried and he didn't fit in because see, sometimes as a child of God, you got to realize, look at me for a minute. You got to realize that you are a child of the most high God and God has his stamp on you. Your, your, your parents dedicated you unto the Lord. We pleaded the blood of Jesus over you. We pray that your feet will be bound to the path that you established, that God established for you from the foundations of the world. Look at me. If you are out here in 2023 trying to do things that you're not supposed to do, you're not going to fit in because you're not supposed to fit in. And God is going to restore you. The Holy Ghost is going to lead you back. Lord, do it again. God is going to bring you back to the place where you used to be, get you back where that fire is back, that zeal is back, that passion for God. 
that you lost along the way, you're going to get it back. And the reason why, partly why you lost it along the way is because you're out of position. You're trying to connect with the wrong people. And, and, and Proverbs 13 and 20 says that wisdom and foolishness can be transferred by association. So you got to be careful who you connect with. You just can't connect with everybody. You are a child of the most high God. There's some people you're not supposed to be connected to. And if you try to force the issue, you're never going to fit in. In this season, God is going to restore you back to the path that he established for you. Say amen to that. Parents, I want to encourage you. In this season, if you have a child that's not, you you know, they're not acting like they're supposed to be acting. They're connecting with the wrong people. In this season, our children are coming back. Say amen to that. The last thing I'll point out here is you should not try to force yourself to fit in somewhere you don't belong. David was like, no, I listen, stop trying to force yourself to fit in in a place that you don't belong. In this season, you're going to be restored to God's perfect will. In this season, we're going back. We're connecting with the right people. We're going to associate with the people that God has ordained for us to associate. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't connect with people in this world. Of course, we're here to advance the kingdom. And so in the kingdom of God, God will raise us up and, and God will put an anointing on us to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. So of course we're here to affect the world, but, but we are here to be the influencers and not the influenced. So we believe that what's on us is going to get on them and not what's on them is going to get on us. <laughs> and so we need to be restored to a position where we're looking up and not down, where we're the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath. We're the winner and not the loser. We're the victor and never the victim as Jesus is. So are we in this world. We see ourselves as the influencers on this planet. We are, are affecting this world. God sends us into a system and first we start to affect the people in that system. And then God will raise us up to have influence over the whole system. And so we're here to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. Say amen to that. Hallelujah. And we're being restored to that mindset. We're being restored. David had to be restored. He was being sent away and, and, and because his mindset was just, he was not even thinking right. When you're out of position, sometimes things go from bad to worse. So after a three-day journey there, and after a three-day journey back, they're, they're traveling back. They've been walking for six days. I don't know. I was a soldier. I was in the army for 25 years. I did a lot of road marches. I, when, you, when you're out there rucking, when you're out there walking, and they walk for three days there, and they walk for three days back, when you're out there just walking, you have a lot of time to think. And when you're out there thinking, you, you will think about, man, what, I'm sure David was like, and his men, what are we doing here? Like, I mean, like, what are we even doing here? Like, we invested all of this time, energy, and effort with King Akish uh, from Gath, and now we got there, and we couldn't even fight, and now we're going, and first of all, why are we, we even fighting our own people? That's crazy. That's ridiculous. What are we even doing here? And they go out there, and they, they're basically walking home with the tail between their legs, like people say. And so, so they, they're thinking about all of this stuff. They're like, man, forget this. I just want to get home. I just want to see my wife. I just want to see my kids. I just want to get some food. I just want to get some rest. I just want to get some peace. Come on now. You, you ever been there? And so they're walking back, and, and, and so they just, wanna be, they just want some peace. They, they, and when they got there, while David and his men were gone, the Bible says the Amalekites raided Ziklag. That's where their family were. That's where their children were. That's where their stuff were, was. That's where their homes were. The Amalekites raided Ziklag and they hauled off all the women and the children as slaves and they burnt the town to the ground. All of their stuff was gone. I'm talking about restoration. Say restoration. 
We're going to learn about restoration in a minute. All of their stuff was gone. When the men looked around, they saw their homes were destroyed. Their possessions were destroyed. Their wives were gone. Their children were gone. The Bible says that they started praying. They cried. The Bible says they cried till they ran out of tears. You ever been there when you cried to where you don't, you can't even cry no more. Like, I mean, like, like, I mean, they cried until they ran out of tears. They cried until they could not cry anymore. The Bible says David had two wives at this point, Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal uh, from Carmel. And they were gone like everybody else. His wives were gone. His children were gone. And then he was sitting there like, what am I? I mean, I, I'm anointed to be the next king of Israel. What is going on? God, why, what is, what, what's going on here? And then if it wasn't bad enough, the Bible says that David's men, these people were a rag tag group of men and David had invested in them and turned them into mighty men of valor. These were David's mighty men. The Bible says that David's mighty men turned on him and they talked about stoning him. They were blaming him for what was going on. David was at his lowest point. I'm talking about restoration, y'all. So there he was. He was crying till he ran out of tears. His wives were gone, children gone, house burnt down to the ground, all his stuff gone. He had invested all of this time to, to fight with these people and they said no. He was rejected. He, he, he was rejected by King Saul and he was rejected by the enemy and he's sitting there and he seems like, oh, what is going on? He lost all his stuff. He lost his family. He lost his children. He lost his stuff. And now the men that he invested in are trying to kill him. And in that moment, David went to go pray. Come on, man. In that moment, David needed restoration and he went to go pray. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. And he found, another translation said, David found his strength in the Lord. You got to learn, watch this, in this season of refreshing and restoration. Sometimes you're going to have to learn how to, ref how to encourage yourself in the Lord, your God. Listen, there will be times, look at me, where you can't get the pastors on the phone. There's going to be times where you can't get your, your friends on the phone. There's going to be times where, where even the people that are closest to you don't even, matter of fact, they might even turn on you like David did. And, but, but you have to be so committed to God that you are going to go to God for yourself and you got to learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord, your God. This is a season of refreshing. This is a season of restoring for us you go to God in prayer and, and listen, you are never hopeless because with God, you are never helpless. You go to God and God will restore your hope. He will restore your joy. He went to God in prayer. You are going to have to learn how to go to God for yourself and spend time in the presence of God. You will be restored in God's presence. Say that. Say, I will be restored in God's presence. And what I, I love, David called on his God and he received encouragement, but then he did this. During the times, biblical times, you got to understand what was going on back then. During biblical times, it was customary for the leaders of, of a nation or leaders of armies, etc. whenever they needed to hear from God, they called on, on, on uh, priests and prophets. And they would ask the priests and the prophets to inquire of the Lord. And the priests and the prophets will come back, because remember, these people didn't have the Holy Spirit. This is Old Covenant, Old Testament. And so the priests and the prophets will come back with a word from the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. And then they would give the word of the Lord to the kings or to the leaders. And so as they gave the word of the Lord to the kings, the priests and the prophets were the intermediary between the kings or the generals or the leaders 
and God. You got it? And so in this case, David did have access to a priest. In this case, the, David had a priest with him. His name was uh, Abiathar or Abiathar. And so David tells Abiathar, hey, do me a favor, come here. He called for the priest, but he didn't call for the priest so that the priest could go seek God. No, 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 no. He called for the priest so that he could seek God. He told the priest, go get me my ephod. And so this was, this ephod was a priestly robe that the priest had one, but David had one too. David had a kingly anointed anointing, but he also had a priestly anointing. And so he said, no, get me my ephod. I want the ephod that's for me. And this was a robe that was customarily worn when priests were performing their priestly duties. And David put it on for himself. He wanted to intercede. David put on the ephod himself because he was at his low point and he needed to hear from God. David put on the ephod and the Bible says in that moment, he inquired of the Lord. What does that mean? That means he prayed. He inquired of the Lord. That means he prayed. Listen, in your low places, there are going to be some times that are difficult times. I would love to tell you that once you're born again, everything is going to be easy, but I would be lying. There are times that are going to be difficult. And in your difficult moments, you have to learn how to inquire of the Lord for yourself. You got to be able to hear from God for yourself. David knew that one word from God could change his situation forever. David inquired of the Lord. David asked the Lord two specific questions. He said, number one, Lord, should I chase after them? Should I go? Will I catch them if I go? So he, he wanted to know, should I do it? Say, should I do it? That's the first question. The second question, he said, and Lord, if I do go, will I be successful? Like, I, I want to know, should I do it? Come on now, in 2023, there's a lot of things that you're praying about right now about this year. Lord, should I do it? And then if I do it, will I be successful? He asked the Lord. He inquired the Lord. Lord, should I do it? And if I go, you, will I be successful? The Lord said, yes, go. You will surely recover all. Everything that was taken from you, you're going to go and you're going to get it back. He said, this is a season of restoration for you, son. Listen, everything the enemy stole, you're going to go. He said, go, overtake, recover all. You're going to go and you're going to get all your stuff back. This is a season of restoration for us. And in this season, we're going to go get some stuff back. Say, I'm going to get my stuff back. There's some stuff that the enemy stole from you. Apostle Cynthia has been saying for years, this is a season of restoration and restitution. Oh, glory to God. Not only are we going to have restoration, but the devil is going to have to pay us back with interest. There's going to be restitution as well. This is a season of restoration and restitution. We're going to be refreshed in this season. It is important. A couple of takeaways here. Number one, it is important for you to hear from God for yourself. Once again, you can't just rely on the pastors all the time. You can't just be calling on the elders all the time. Are we here for you? Yes, we're here for you. But you got to be able to hear from God for yourself. David appreciated the priest. He appreciated the prophets, but he said, go get me that stuff. I'm a, I'm an inquirer of the Lord for myself. You should appreciate your pastors. You should appreciate all the fivefold ministry gifts. We should honor the anointing that's on our men and women of God. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. But you got to be able to seek God for yourself. You must be able to hear from God directly. He put on the ephod for his own self. I'm telling you that you are going to have to seek God. You can't just rely on an intermediary. You have the Holy Ghost. This is new covenant, y'all. You're born again. The, in the old covenant, the Holy Spirit dwelled 
in the most holy place, in the in the temple of God, in the most holy place above the bema seat of the Ark of the Covenant. And in the Old Testament, the high priest, only once a year, one person, once a year was authorized to go visit the Holy Ghost. One person, once a year, was authorized to go visit what Adam had on the inside of him, 24 by 7 by 365. But Jesus came to restore everything that was lost. And so what Jesus came to get us out of the mess that Adam got us into, because of Adam, we were born without the Holy Ghost. But because of Jesus, we can be born again. And now we are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And so we don't need an intermediary between us and God. We go to the Father directly. We have a high priest. His name is Jesus. And we go to the Father directly in the name of Jesus. And the Father hears our prayers. Say amen to that. And then the next thing I'll tell you is that one word from God, say one word. One word from God can turn any seemingly hopeless situation around. In this season, right now, you just need a word from God. Say amen to that. All right. That was the first like episode, the first example. The second one, I, I'm not going to go too deep into the second one like I did on the first one for the sake of time. But here's the second one. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Are you familiar with this passage in Second Chronicles chapter 20? In this passage... This is what happens. The Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Mennonites, they came to wage war against the people of God and against Judah. And, and their king, their leader was King Jehoshaphat. And so what happened, King Jehoshaphat acknowledged in the text, he says, Lord, I don't even, look, we don't have enough people to fight these people. We're, uh, we're not strong enough. <laughs> we don't have the, enough armies, none of that stuff. And we don't even know what to do. And so he didn't know what to do. He knew that they were, they were outnumbered, they were outgunned, and soon they were going to be surrounded. So watch this. The king called for a corporate fast. Why? Because he needed to hear from God. The king called for a corporate fast. Right now, VCMI, look at me. We're in the middle of a corporate fast. And so the king called for a corporate fast. Why? Because he needed to hear from God. In the middle of a corporate fast, we can hear from God. Remember, Old Testament, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. And so, so King Jehoshaphat, while he was praying, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. They said, Lord, we need to be able to hear from you. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And so, so they're sitting there, they're fasting and they're praying. And in that moment, while they're fasting, while they're praying, in that moment, just like us, we're going to be able to hear from God. We're getting downloads. Say, I get downloads from heaven while we're fasting, while we're praying. While they were fasting, while they were praying as a nation, while we're fasting, while we're praying as a church, one church, many locations, one church all over the United States, one church internationally, we're all fasting. We're all praying for 21 days. Come on now. We're all believing God. We're all coming together. We need to hear from God for 2023. While they were fasting, while they were praying during this time, the spirit of the Lord came upon, came upon Jehaziel. Remember, they were not born again. They didn't have the Holy Ghost. So the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mathaniah, a Levite from the descendants of Asaph. And this young man, he stood up. He was like, the Holy Ghost is on me. Let me speak up. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all of you who live in Judah and in Jerusalem, this is what the, the word of the Lord is for you. This is what the Lord is saying for us. Come on now. I just got a word from God in the middle of the fast. What is the word from God? Do not be afraid nor dismayed for the matter of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. You're not even going to have to fight in this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance of the Lord. You're going to see what God is going to do for you, Judah. You're going to see what God is going to do for you, Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. 
afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go, go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. In this season, while we're fasting, while we're praying, God will give us specific instructions. God will tell us what to do. The Lord told them what to do. He says, I'm not going to tell you the whole story. Hey, listen, tomorrow you guys are going to go out, but instead of sending out the army, I'm going to, I want you to send out the praise team. Come on. This doesn't make no sense. We serve a God who's spiritual, not sensual. God doesn't have to make sense. Faith doesn't make sense sometimes. He says, instead of sending out the army, I want you to send out the praise team. I want you to send out the praise team and give praises to God. And while they were giving praises unto God, while they were praising, come on now, while they were praising in the middle of a fast, corporate fast, corporate prayer, while they were praising, the enemy got confused. The enemy turned on themselves and the enemy killed themselves. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 24 and 25. The Bible says, when the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army. They saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. Not one of them. Not one of the enemy escaped. All of them killed themselves. Verse 25, so Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off the stuff. They said, man, let's go pick up the stuff. There's like money over here. You got money in your pocket? There's like money and gold and silver and, and, and weapons and swords and all of that. And they went and picked up the stuff. And, and it took them multiple days to pick up all the stuff because it took them three days to collect it all. Why? Because the enemy, listen, the enemy has to learn, it, it would be better to just leave you alone. When the enemy comes up against you, their poison cannot stop your purpose. God is on you and in you and with you and for you, but you got to be able to get a word from God through prayer. Here's some things we can learn from this. There will be times, look at me, VCMI, there will be times when you don't know what to do. Real talk. There are going to be times where you're like, you talk to your spouse, babe, I, 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 I don't even know what to do right now. So let's seek God. Let's seek, let's fast. Sometimes you got to turn the plate over. You, fasting is not about changing God. It's about changing you. Lord, let's fast. Sometimes you have to fast. Sometimes you have to pray. Sometimes you have to seek God. When you don't know what to do, seek God concerning what to do. Unlike the old covenant, you don't have to rely on a prophet. You don't have to re rely on a priest. You have the Holy Ghost and you can go to God directly and God will speak to you through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your spirit to spirit connection to God. God is a spirit and you have the Holy Spirit and his spirit is in your spirit so that you can know 1 Corinthians chapter 2, what he's thinking. And so you can know what he's thinking. He will reveal these things unto you through his spirit. The spirit searches all things, yea, even the deep things of God. Fasting helps. While you're fasting, fasting, Apostle Cynthia said it many times, doesn't change God. Fasting changes you. Fasting puts us in a position to where we're more sensitive to the divine impulses of the Holy Ghost. Fasting puts us in a position where we are more sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And one word from God can change your situation around. And so when you get a word from God, if it sounds crazy, you still have to do it. If it doesn't make sense, you still have to do it. God is providing you grace. That's what he said. Every word from God comes with the power to perform it. Apostle Tony said that, but we have to have the faith to tap into, to do whatever God tells us to do, even at the risk of looking foolish, even when it seems crazy, send out the praise team against people with swords. That don't make no sense, but they did it. And the Lord manifested his glory. When the Israelites, the, the people of Judah, they didn't know what to do. They sought the Lord and then they believed God. Listen, everything they lost, while this was going, they had lost their peace. They lost their joy. They lost their focus. The whole, the whole uh, nation of Judah had to come to a standstill because of this. And all of that changed when they got a word from God. God is going to restore some things in your life in this season in prayer. This is a season for us to hear from God. And when we hear from God, we will be restored 
in prayer. Say amen to that. All right, let me let me wrap this up. Let me close by talking about, I talked about externally what can happen. Let's talk about internally for a little bit, and then we'll close our Bible study. Some of the things that can happen on the inside. I want you to know that the restoration power of God, God, God can do all things. Hey, he can do all things. God, God can do all things. His re- restoration power is all-encompassing. He has the power to restore you in every area, in every facet, in every aspect of your life. In prayer, God can restore physical health. God can restore emotional and mental well-being. In prayer, God can heal internal wounds. God can mend broken relationships. God can bring hope where all hope was gone. God can fill the emptiness that you may be feeling with his love. In prayer, God can restore you to a state of wholeness, to a state of completeness. God can remind you that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. In prayer, God can restore the past and make all things new. God, do it again. He can restore the past and make all things new. In prayer, watch this. You can go into your prayer closet and in prayer, you go into your prayer closet and in prayer, he can turn sorrow into joy. He can turn mourning into dancing. He can turn ashes into beauty. Uh, You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. He can give you beauty for ashes. You're going into your prayer closet in this season. God is refreshing you and God is restoring you and he's going to do it all in prayer. Let me read for you again. Psalms 26 and verse four. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. May streams of your refreshing God flow over us and over us and over us into into every dry place is drenched again. Say amen to that. Restoration is not just about restoring the past. Restoration is also about your present and your future. Restoration is not just about God getting us to a former glory. Restoration is God, God dealing with us in our present. God can make real in the present. That's what we, Apostle Cynthia says all the time when we take communion. God makes real in the present those things that happened in the past. God can restore some, th- some things from the past in the present, and then God can prepare you for your future. When you are restored, it gives you a hope for your future. Restoration is not just about your material needs. Restoration is about about your spiritual needs. Restoration is not just about you getting stuff back. Restoration is about what's happening on the inside. All of this is going to happen for you in this season of fasting and prayer. So while we're fasting, while we're praying, here's some things that we're going to believe God for. God will watch this, heal physical sickness. So whatever is attached itself to your body, we in the season of fasting and prayer, we're releasing the healing virtue of Jesus Christ into your body. We declare that every system of your body will function in the perfection in which Christ Jesus created it to function. Every every disease, bacteria, virus, germ, anything that attaches itself, itself to your body will has, has to die instantly. It, God will heal emotional trauma. Whatever you've been going through, the, these pains from the past that are in your soul, and, and you have a soul sickness in this season while we're fasting and praying, the Lord will restore your soul. Come on now. And you'll get, you'll be healthy on the inside. God will give you a prosperous soul and you will never have life prosperity beyond your level of soul prosperity. So soul prosperity is important. God will heal mental distress. If you are frustrated in this season, God is going to restore you to a point where you can think clearly and see clearly and be at peace with yourself. God will heal broken hearts in this season, no matter what happened and to where you've been hurting in your heart, God is going to restore it like the healing balm of Gilead. God will remove hurt. God will restore spiritual well-being. God will restore your hope. God will restore your peace. God will restore your joy. You get Say, I'm getting all that stuff back. Say, I'm getting it all back by the grace of God because this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. Say amen to that. I could go on, but that's enough. I've given you enough. 
for tonight. Listen, this is a season we dealt with last week of refreshing. This is a season we're dealing with this week of restoration. This is a, a season of restoring for us. God will restore everything you lost externally or internally. If you've lost some stuff, if the devil stole something from you on the outside, in your business, your finances, your career, your life, whatever, this is a season we're going to believe. Let's set our faith in agreement while we're fasting, while we're praying. You're going to get it back. And it's, a, it's restitution. You're going to get it back and get it back even better. If you lost some stuff on the inside, man, it's like I lost a spring in my step or a smile on my face or a song in my heart or a praise on my lips. Whatever you lost on the inside, God is going to restore it back in this season. This is a season of refreshing. This is a season of restoring for us here at VCMI. We got, listen, it does matter where you go to church. Another church, another uh, uh, somewhere else for 2023, the, the word of the Lord for that church may be different. The word of the Lord for VCMI, for us, is this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. We have to believe it. We have to take the vision that has been cast for this year and we got to run with it. We're going to have to meditate and medicate on it. We're going to have to internalize it and apply it. We're going to have to believe and receive it. Matter of fact, declare this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for this word. I believe and I receive it. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. In this season, I will be refreshed and restored internally and externally. I declare that I receive your best in every area of my life, spiritually, physically, emotionally, in my soul, financially, ex externally, in my relationships. Broken relationships will be restored. Wayward people are coming home. Backsliders will repent. I will see your best in my life, in this season, in Jesus' name, amen. Say amen to that. Give God some praise. Man, internalize it. You got to believe and you got to receive. You got to be excited about what God is saying at Victory Christian Ministries International. Listen, if you need prayer, if you're not born again, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, if you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sins, if you don't have a prayer language, if you want to be a member of this church, or if you want to rededicate your life to Christ, if you need prayer for any of those, or if you just need prayer, you're saying, Rick, I need prayer. Okay. I want you to text, open up your phone. You're, you're watching right now, but text hashtag VCMI to 22300. And we're going to have people that will respond to you. You're going to fill out information. We're going to pray for you to get born again. We're going to pray for you uh, to rededicate your life. You're going to pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you want to be a member of this church, it doesn't matter if you're not around one of our nine campuses. If you live somewhere else in another state or in another country, we have a V Nation where you can connect with us virtually and we're going to pour into you and pray over you. And when we're praying over VCMI, we are praying over you. Listen, I want you to get ready to give now. What you can do is to give, you also text hashtag VCMI to 22300. And this is the scripture that I'm going to read for you over the offering. It's the same scripture that I keep reading over you. And I'm, I'm going to keep driving this thing home. We're going to drive it home all year. Psalms 26 and verse four. You say, well, Brother Pena, that's not an offering scripture. Oh no, for this season, this is a, a, a scripture that we're standing on. I want to get this down in your heart. And even in the area of giving, you're going to be restored. God is going to do it again. What he did for you in form of glory, you, you sow the seed, you reap the harvest in this season. God is going to get you back to that level of faith. Say amen to that. Psalms 20, 126 and verse four, the Bible says, now, Lord, 
Do it again. Restore us to our former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. If you're ready to give and you're ready to give, text hashtag VCMI to 22300 or go to vcmi.org and you're able to give there. I want you to lift up your offering. Even now, let me pray over it. Father, I thank you for every seed that's sown into Victory Christian Ministries International. I know that VCMI is good soil. And so as we release uh, seed into into VCMI, we declare, Father, that you take it. You're the Lord of the harvest. You're receiving all the seed. That Your word says that down here, men give times. But up there, uh, and down here, men receive them. But up there, he receiveth them. Here, he, Jesus, our high priest, receives the offering and he releases the blessing over us. And so, Father, in this season of 2023, we declare that we will have nothing lacking, nothing missing, nothing broken in no area of our lives. We are who you say that we are. We will receive what you say we can receive. We sow seed in the ground and we reap a harvest on every seed sown. This is a season of restoration and restitution. Not only are we going to reap a harvest on every seed, but everything that we stole, we're going to get it back. In Jesus' name. Now, let's speak to our seed and we command our seed to go and to grow and to multiply and return in the name of Jesus. Give God some praise and water your seed. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I hope that you enjoy Bible study. Leave us some comments in the chat. Tell us who you are. Tell us where you're watching from. Connect with VCMI. We're going to see you on Sunday, right? One of our campuses, we're going to see you on Sunday. Make sure you're there on Sunday to hear the word of the Lord through our man of God, our woman of God. We need to be able to hear from God in this season. It does matter where you go to church. You do need to hear from God on a regular basis. You do need somebody that's speaking into your life, a prophetic word. And this is the word of the Lord for us in 2023. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. Have a blessed evening. Walk in the blessing. Greater is coming for you. God bless you.